Good morning. Welcome to Driving Theology. This is Mike. And it is 9-19. October 7th. And I am uh, heading off to work as usual. Uh, It's a uh, autumn morning. It's the best I can say about it. It's partly sunny. Uh, We're expecting another typhoon to come in in, I don't know, maybe three or four days possibly, which is usual for this time of year. Um, Yeah, so what's what's been going on with you guys? Uh, Big news this week is that uh, President of the United States, Donald Trump, uh, has uh, contracted uh, the COVID-19 virus, uh, <laughs> which is pretty big news. Uh, the reaction to that has been across the board. Uh, there have been his detractors who uh, maybe have shown some uh, uh, ironic uh, elation, shall we call it, uh, over the fact that uh, they accuse him of not taking the flu seriously, not taking the uh, precautionary measures seriously, uh, not perhaps advocating for masks as strongly as he should have. Uh, and so they see um, him getting the flu as a uh, a strike of karmic luck, I suppose. Uh, although I, I guess karma and luck uh, are not the same thing. But anyway, uh, somehow they <laughs> they uh, a little a little bit in them, I think, something in them jumped for joy when they heard that he had gotten the flu. And then, of course. Uh, there's the complete other side where, where you know, Trump supporters are very critical of those who say that he had it coming, blah, 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 um, or just silence from that side. There, there's a lot of, actually, there's a lot of silence from the Trump camp about the fact that he contracted COVID-19, which is not surprising as well. And then you have people in the middle who think that Trump doesn't have COVID-19, that it's some kind of a ploy, uh, and, and those, those people seem to fall into two categories. One category is that he's trying to uh, garner sympathy, right, in order to get more votes, and it's a calculated measure on his part uh, to fake uh, being infected. Uh, and then the other side is uh, some people believe that uh, he's faking it because actually he doesn't want to be president anymore and he's doing everything he can to lose uh, the election but have something else to blame it on so that he doesn't have to be president anymore. <laughs> Those are uh, two, uh, you know, they're both possibilities, I suppose. Uh, I think the, the more plausible of all the possibilities is that he actually did get the flu. Um, and why not? Millions millions of people have gotten the flu uh, in the States 
and hundreds of thousands have died, over 200 now. Um, and I suppose we will debate for years to come whose fault all of that is, if it's anyone's fault at all. Um, and whether or not something more could have been done or not. Given the knowledge and the timing and the climate, uh, political and otherwise. So, yeah, I, it's way too early to blame anybody for what's going on. Um, but I suppose we can still point out recklessness when we see it. Uh, and uh, perhaps we should hope that nobody is being... Uh, any more reckless than they should be with people's lives when it comes to COVID-19 and in any other sickness for that matter. Uh, yeah, so that that's that's one of the, the big pieces of news this week. Really, it's the only piece. That and, and how it's affecting the election. Uh, people have gone crazy. People are literally crazy right now with the way that they're reacting to news um, and, and bent out of shape over party politics. Um, it's pretty crazy. I've tried to stay out of it as much as possible and that, that hasn't really helped because uh, I enjoy posting things on Facebook too much and I get myself in trouble uh, more often than I should probably. Uh, but I still care that, not, not that politics are going on as usual and maybe worse than usual, that, that's not so bothersome to me. What I, what I care about is that so many uh, Christians and perhaps immature or weak Christians have been pulled into this idea that somehow the fate of America and the fate of the kingdom of God are one and the same. Uh, that bothers me. Uh, that that's not something that that uh, I wish people to um, fall into. I feel it's it's a very dangerous ideology, and it's uh, not just an ideology; it is idolatry, right? It is an idolatrous ideology because uh, it basically equates. Uh, America with the kingdom of God uh, and and makes uh, the American people and the American nation uh, God's chosen people uh, and I've heard it said and and by a very by a very spiritual person I might add that that I consider a good strong Christian man he he said as America goes so will the world go and so therefore uh, we should you know, keep Trump in power and we need a strong America and blah, 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 blah. There are some really good people who are blinded into thinking that America is the kingdom of God when in fact it's just the newest version of Babylon the Great, right? It's the newest empire. Uh, it's, it's the newest... Uh, force of oppression on the earth 
uh, well, not the newest perhaps, but at least the biggest at this point, the strongest um, in, in many ways. China's another one, and, and Russia has been another one, and, and uh, they will always exist, I think, as, uh, until the kingdom of God uh, sweeps over the entire earth. Uh, I think we will continue to have these empires uh, who come and, um, in the name of truth and justice, and even in the name of God, will... Uh, force its agenda on other people uh, and and either enslave or subjugate uh, weaker people for their own benefit um, and I think that's I think that's what America is today um, and a lot of people are blinded um, because we, we have been indoctrinated with these ideas that America is the beacon of hope that America is the light uh, set on a hill uh, that America is somehow a blessing to the rest of the world not that it could not have been that um, had it been led by the spirit and operated in conjunction with um, the, the kingdom of God I think it could have been that but if, if it were acting in the kingdom of God, right? If it were acting in conjunction with the kingdom of God, then it would not boast of itself, but would only boast of Christ. But in fact, it does boast of itself. It's proud uh, and it's arrogant. And that's one sign that, that it is not of, of Christ. It is not of God. Um, because it takes credit um, whereas Christians know that everything good that happens uh, in a, a, any, any good that comes forth from our lives is not uh, our own good as much as Christ in us and Christ working through us um, and and uh, and so we we don't take credit for the good that we do but we give the glory to Christ because Christ in us is the good that is done in, in, the, in the earth right uh, <clears throat> and so I, I've uh, a, a different Facebook post has brought up the idea and I've already talked about it in the past of the cosmic Christ but I thought I would go a little deeper into the idea of, of what it means to be led by the spirit uh, and to have the Spirit of Christ in us. Uh, there, uh, on, on, a, a, uh, on the Facebook page, it was kind of brought up that uh, one of the concepts of the universal Christ, or the cosmic Christ as it's also called, is that Christ is in every part of his creation. That Christ is in everyone. That Christ is inhabits the entire earth um, and of course uh, uh, the more evangelical mindset is that no Christ is not in us uh, we invite Christ into our life uh, in one of many ways uh, and then he his spirit inhabits us right he 
he actually has to be invited in uh, by the performing of this prayer or this ritual, whether it's baptism or the sinner's prayer uh, or, or what have you, right? That that's how Christ inhabits us. Uh, but until that point, he does not inhabit us because we are sinful beings, right? We are unclean uh, and, and Christ cannot live where sin is. This is another, um, I believe, a, a misunderstanding uh, of uh, one of the prophets that says that Christ cannot even look on sin, that Christ cannot, that, that God cannot be where sin is. And so they've taken this idea uh, and basically they made the entire creation evil until the point that God is invited into it. And basically that only pertains to people, human beings, right? So we inv when, when we invite God into our heart, whether it's through a prayer, uh, whether it's through baptism of some kind, uh, we are completely evil and there is no Christ in us, right? Um, oh, there's so much wrong with this. There's so much wrong with this concept. Um, I, it's hard for me to find a place to start as I think about it. Uh, but I think I'll go with genetics, first of all. Jesus, more than anybody else uh, in the Old Testament or the New Testament, taught us that God is our Father, right? He, he referred to God as the Father. Now, a father is someone who... Pardon me. A father is someone who, uh, a good father especially, is someone who cares deeply for you. Partially because we issue from him, right? We come from our father and our mother. We, we are brought forth by them. They, they partake in the creation of us. Right? Their decisions uh, made our existence possible. And therefore they care for us. They teach us. They train us. And they love us. Right, And so when Jesus introduced God as the Father, these are the kinds of things he was trying to say. God is your Father because he created you. You are, you are from his heart and his mind. In some way, shape, or fashion, and if we're talking about DNA, well, God is, or not God, but our our earthly fathers are at least half of who we are, right? So my DNA is made up half of my father's DNA and half of my mother's DNA. Now, how that DNA reacts, uh, and the final product is is. Uh, very sciencey and uh, detailed, but it doesn't negate the fact that I'm still half my father, and that's a big that's a big amount, right? I'm wholly myself and yet half my father and half my mother. 
if God is our Father and we are His creation, does it not stand to reason that there is a large portion of Him in us? Could you not say in some way, shape, or form that we, we are made of the same stuff as God? At least part of us, right? Um, now this goes back to uh, some things that I talked about before about the, the relationship between body, soul, and spirit uh, that exists in every man. That we are a trinity of parts body, soul, and spirit, and that uh, the body is the, is the, first, um, the first part of ourselves which takes charge. And so as, as we are born, all we know are our desires and our wants and our needs. Right? It's a very selfish existence to, to feed and please our bodies. Um, at some point we realize that if the body is left unchecked, uh, it's not good, right? Society doesn't approve of someone that does nothing but uh, greedily fills their own hungers and desires. Uh, and so our mind uh, gets strong enough to where it can control our body to some extent, to where we uh, fulfill our uh, needs and our, our appetites in um, healthy ways. Not only healthy, but socially appropriate ways. Uh, unlike many animals, right? Uh, we, we start to control our body with our mind. And our mind becomes a great library of knowledge uh, that we gain through teaching and through experience, uh, trial and error, right? Uh, and and most people in the world, I believe, stop with the mind and, and, and they live a, a life where the mind and the body are constantly warring for charge of the self, right? The mind and the body. When I say mind, I, I use mind and soul interchangeably. Um, but basically it's the, it, 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 it's, it's the self, right? The mind, body, and the spirit. The spirit, however, is the, is the part of us that is of the same stuff that God is of. We have a spirit, right? We have a, we have been given a, a, uh, divine gene, if you will, a divine, uh, aspect and that is spirit right God is spirit the Bible teaches God is spirit and we worship him in spirit and in truth right and so God has placed into mankind a spirit and that spirit uh, is made of the same eternal stuff I believe that God is made of now our body and our soul uh, are still ourself, but when we are truly ourself, we are three. We are body, soul, and spirit. But to be truly human, 
to be image bearers of the Creator God is to be ruled by the Spirit. To live a life where the, the stuff of God that He put into us is calling the shots, is making the decisions, uh, is, is taking charge of the self, right? Is in charge of the self, I should say. The reason I should say in charge is because the spirit, being of the stuff that God is, never takes anything, right? It only gives and it only receives. It doesn't take, right? Uh, and so the spirit, being of the submissive stuff that I believe God is made of. In other words, God is so loving that he never forces anyone to do anything, right? He never, he never manipulates, right, without consent, any person or their will, I believe. That same stuff, that same spirit is in us. Now, is that spirit God? No, I don't believe it is God himself, in a sense, right? I believe it's the same stuff that God is made of. But is it God? Is, is our spirit actually God in us? Um, I still think it's ourself. This is, this is really difficult stuff to try to explain, and, and I don't even understand it yet. So, But I believe that the spirit that God has placed in us is still a, power, a part of ourself. And yet, that's the image of God, right? That's that's the it's, it's a good part of ourself. It's it's the good nature. It's the most human part of us, right? Because we were made in the image of God. It's the most human part of us, in a sense. And to be and to be completely human is to be uh, more divine than we could be otherwise, right? And so. When a person is led by their spirit is when their both their body and their soul have given control to the spirit, have decided to give control. Now, it's easy enough to see how a body gives control to the soul or the mind, right? And uh, that, you know, you, you, you start controlling your appetites. You start gaining knowledge about appropriateness in social uh, situations and and what is what is beneficial to do and what is not beneficial to do that's easy enough but the soul can or the mind can also harbor a great amount of pride thinking that because of our great knowledge or our our great abilities or talents uh, or our superior experiences um, our superior intellect, that we somehow are better than others. And we can still suppress the spirit. The spirit's ever-present. In fact, I would say the spirit is probably uh, eternal, perhaps indestructible. Um, but it's also the quietest, the most gentle, the most meek part of us. And the soul can very easily, through pride, um, suppress the spirit 
But when the soul becomes humble, when the soul humbly and the body humbly give way and realize that that there, there is a greater force working in the universe than ourself, uh, I think that's the time when the spirit can step in and and feel that he's invited in, right? And then the spirit, which is the part of us that's able to communicate, um, able to, what's the other word? Uh, I want to say link up, but I know there's another word uh, that's able to facilitate but that's also it facilitate oh what is that word it's such a good word too uh, it'll come to me the spirit uh, is able to connect to the spirit of God and to hear his voice the spirit is, is where we can gain spiritual vision spiritual knowledge right uh, where we can begin to walk by the spirit uh, so that we can know the mind of God. And when we begin to live by the Spirit, and we begin to connect to the Divine Spirit, at that point, uh, we are fully human. That's what it means to be fully human. So what has stopped this uh, interface? Interface is the word I was looking for. The Spirit is able to interface with with God Himself. what, what is blocking this interface is sin, right? And sin is basically lies. From the beginning, uh, Genesis uh, records that, that mankind was made to be suspicious of God's motives. Uh, it says that the serpent uh, basically made us believe that God did not have our best interests at heart but was working for his own interests. And I believe this, this uh, lie still persists even in, the ch- even in the church, right? The church would say God is, is sovereign. God does what he wants because God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants. And we are nothing. We, we are worthless in his eyes. We are sinners. The sin has done much to dehumanize people. <laughs> uh, I think, I believe that the heart of God is completely the opposite. God would say, no, you you are my sons and my children and I love you dearly. I created you and I love every one of you the same. Uh, I could not love you more, nor could I love you less. That he has withhold, withheld nothing from us. Um, and that he loves us completely and always will, always has and always will. But the church does so much to justify uh, certain ideologies uh, and doctrines that, that really don't have anything to do with the heart of God as much as to do with um, strategies to control people right the church has been largely in the in the business of controlling people 
uh, for its own benefit, unfortunately. And that's really the history of religion in a nutshell. Um, but your spirit, right? Your spirit, once connected to the divine, I believe will, will understand completely um, different truths about about God than what the church has taught over the years. No, not all not all believers have taught the same thing. Um, but I think that anybody that gives God a but, right? Yeah, God loves you, but God forgives you, but right? Uh, God is your father, but um, those people are, are always introducing uh, things about God which are just not true, right? They are they are part of this lie that that the serpent has told from the beginning, and this lie persists even today. That that God is doing everything uh, out of out of His own reasons for Himself, unto Himself, right? Um, and I'm not sure that maybe even Paul uh, didn't contribute to some of this mistaken ide ideology sometimes. I think you can read Paul in many different ways, but, uh, you know, his rhetoric about uh, God, uh, the, everything was made through Christ and for Christ. Um, of course, there's a way to read that I think that it, that is healthy, but but there is also a narrative which which comes across very ungodlike, un which is God does what he wants. He is God, therefore we can say nothing. Uh, he will do with us what he wants. And, and this is very much in the Reformed tradition. Uh, uh, Calvinists, for example, uh, I think have to swallow a lot of this crap. Um, that is just simply not God-like. It's not Christ-like. And if Christ is God and, and the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in Christ, then in Christ we have the full picture of who God is, therefore uh, we know he's not that, right? There was none of that in Jesus, in Christ. There is none of that in Christ, therefore. So, anyway, um, this idea that Christ is in everyone, I think it's pretty incontrovertible at least in a sense it doesn't mean that that there's not some work to be done to discover Christ in in us I think discovering discovering our spirit right discovering a different part of ourself which is made of divine stuff uh, is is perhaps difficult right um, and maybe that's what it means to be indwelled by the spirit is that uh, finally, the Spirit is given room to, to dwell in us, whereas before he was uh, kept in a cabinet in our, in our uh, you know, metaphorical house uh, or, you know, shoved in a closet or, or kept locked in a box, whereas, you know, now we give him room to breathe and to move in ourselves. Um, the, the indwelling of the Spirit is 
not so much uh, imparted as much as discovered uh, and that we allow the spirit to live in us more freely but I don't think you can take the divine spark or the spirit out of any man uh, I think that's the, the image that we bear uh, even if it's you know uh, 1% of who we are it's there and it can grow and it can be strengthened uh, and, and perhaps that's that's the job of the body and the mind to learn to exist for the sole purpose of nourishing the spirit and the spirit in turn will nourish the mind and the body that it's a, a symbiotic um, existence when it's at its best that all three parts of the self become stronger as the other parts become stronger it's the spirit that allows mankind to escape himself um, and to, to do to truly love to truly do good right uh, if you are a person who is able to love freely and unconditionally then you you have discovered the spirit in yourself because only the spirit would allow you to do that the soul even though it could feign love would still only be doing it because it's expedient right uh, because it's prudent uh, because it makes life easier right it's just easier to be, be kind to people because uh, in that way we can we can uh, get what we want out of people that would be how the mind um, would do things whereas the spirit would love because it is made of love and perhaps the spirit is love if God is love and God is spirit therefore spirit must be love and if God has put spirit in us that means he's put love in us that that divine spark is actually love right and Paul talks about love in 1 Corinthians 13 right it never boasts it's always kind it's patient right love keeps no record of wrongdoing love always hopes right the greatest of these is love the greatest part of yourself is your spirit because your spirit is made of love hmm wow okay I like where that went and it's right on time I'm crossing the river getting ready to go into town where the kindergarten is so I'm gonna have to sign off anywho but yeah well what Christ the Creator put in me the part of himself the spirit is made of love and that image of himself he has put in mankind it's his DNA the DNA of God is love 
spirit is love. Hmm. Alright. Man, I don't think I could end that any better. So, yeah, I, I pray that you, you discover this uh, deep well of love in yourself. Uh, and that, uh, man, I hope I can do the same thing. That would be a good day. There we go. All right. Well, I am here, and uh, thank you guys for listening. I would love your your comments and your feedback. Thanks. Oh, by the way, I did post. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm saying this in the future. Anyway, I've got two more podcasts to post. I posted three this morning. I couldn't get to the other two yet, but I'll, I would like to be able to keep up with these things better, and I'll try. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Bye.